Welcome back to another episode of Hatchet's Weekly News Podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Al Gritch. So late last week, the student court struck down a controversial first-year Senate seat referendum following a contentious multi-year debate on the issue. But for those not intricately aware of the workings of the essay, the ruling and the decisions that led up to it may have seemed daunting to try to understand. That's why on today's episode, I'll be speaking with the Hatchet's contributing news editor for student government, Lauren Sforza. Lauren and I spoke about the details of the case and what led up to it, why it's important, and what may lie ahead for first-year representation in the essay. All right, Lauren, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So just to get started, there are a ton of moving parts here, as you know. So can you just explain on a very basic level what happened with both the referendum and then the ensuing lawsuit? Mm -hmm, Of course. So on September 13th, the Senate had its bi-weekly meeting. At this meeting, the essay Senate passed three referenda to send out to the student body this fall, including the referenda on first-year Senate seats. This one was sponsored by CCAT Senator Chris Pino, who was very involved in like the lawsuit that came later on. So basically, if approved by the student body, this first-year referendum would have included, it included actually transfer students and first-year graduate students as well. So it would have created a fall election. So these students could have ran for election like in the next coming months to create more seats in the Senate. So then four days later, the SA Office of the Legislature General filed a complaint against this resolution, basically just saying that it did not coincide with the essay founding documents. It also named VP Kate Carpenter as a defendant, Senator Cordelia Scales as a defendant, and then Senator Chris Pino as a defendant. Pino then tried to file motions to dismiss this complaint and to seal portions of his argument. Both these motions failed and the court held its hearing on Sunday and then ruled later that night that the first year Senate seats were not constitutional and not in line with the essay founding documents. Right. And so first, just what were some of the reasons in support of allowing first years to hold Senate seats again? Mm -hmm. So as you may know, first years used to have Senate representation. They used to be appointed by the Governance and Noms Committee to be university at-large seats. These seats were non-voting seats in the first semester, but then the first years could vote later on. Um, The court struck this down last year. So this eliminated freshman first-year seats from the Senate completely. So the sponsor of the resolution, Chris Pino, basically just wanted to reintroduce this this resolution to get first years back into the Senate and get them the representation that he felt they deserved. And why, in your assessment, did the court rule against it? So the court hasn't officially gave its opinion on the court on the hearing yet. Um, that will be released probably sometime next week. So. But what the plaintiffs, the Office of the Legislature General, argued that the special resolution on first-year seats violates the essay governing documents by granting freshmen, first-year graduate students, and first-year transfer students more representation than other students. Basically, they argue that first-year students are automatically represented in the Senate by their school-specific senator. When they enter the school, they're assigned the school. 
So therefore they're represented by the Senator. The Office of the Legislature General basically just said, if there were to be first year seats and school specific seats, first years would be represented twice. Um, but the court will release its full decision sometime next week. And essay President Brandon Hill was notably in opposition to reinstating these first year Senate seats. So what do we know about why he took the stance on the issue? So I just wanted to clarify. So there are two pieces regarding first years that were passed in the Senate. The one was a resolution that created the referendum. Um, so President Brandon Hill actually does not have the power to veto a referendum. So that could have gone through if it wasn't for the student courts intervening. The bill, which he did veto, would have just codified the results of the referendum into law, making the election process run a little bit smoother if it was approved just to get a, like a head start on things. So that was the actual bill that he vetoed. However, back to like the original question, um, Hill openly expressed opposition to this in Senate meetings saying at a meeting last month that he was afraid that there would not be enough turnout to gauge student input on this issue and that he was prepared to seek the student court's opinion if necessary on this. Um, he sent a comment after the hearing though that he will form a special working group to address this multi-year debate about first-year Senate seats. So although he expressed opposition to it in the beginning, um, he said after the court case that he is open to working with others to address this issue. I want to also touch on, you know, why was this case significant for those who are in first years, especially when it comes to these greater issues about freshman representation that you've been talking about? Mm -hmm. For sure. This referendum would have also created graduate, more graduate seats and more specific transfer seats in the Senate. In the essay Senate, there aren't first year representation um, across like anything. So in terms of graduate or transfer seats, there's not one person that represents like transfer students at the school and not one person that represents like first year graduates at large. So in terms of like the greater um, to those who aren't first years, I think, I think that would just create like a more, I think it would have just addressed more issues of like representation in the Senate and make students feel more included um, for students that aren't first years, I think they could just probably take in um, and learn from what the court has said about this. And maybe, yeah, maybe they'll just focus more on elections later on. But I don't know if it would have that much more impact on people other than first years um, anyway. And as you also mentioned, that this kind of battle over first year sense seats has gone on for several years now. And they've been removed a couple of times. So... Why do you think this has been such a prolonged debate within student government? Yeah, so it has been a long debate um, because there's been a few different ways senators have proposed first year senator seats. Um, in past, like I mentioned before, they were appointed to be you at large seats, but then they didn't have voting power. This method of, of letting first years in was struck down um, because it violated the student rights and responsibility statement that is required by the School of All Student Organizations that basically says that student orgs must have equal representation in like their in their student orgs. So the court struck it down because of that. And then since then, senators have tried to find new ways to get first year's permanent seats in the Senate. It's just they have not found the, they haven't found like a loophole um, through the Constitution yet for that. So 
I think that they probably still have some work to do. And if they work longer on this, um, I think it's an issue that they really want to put through the Senate. Right. And so does the consensus seem to be from members of the essay that this ruling was not in the best interest of the student body? Yeah, so I've only talked to a few senators about this, about this hearing afterwards, but since the Senate passed this referenda with only, I think, a handful of senators opposing it, I think that many senators believe that first-year Senate seats were something that were necessary, especially after two-thirds of the Senate voted to override the veto, um, President President Brandon Hill's veto. I think this issue will continue to go on just um, because there is little opposition to either of these pieces of legislation. Last, I just wanted to ask, you know, you kind of mentioned this before, but where do you think we go from here in terms of the situation? Yeah, so I think that some senators are always going to try and reintroduce first-year Senate seats at some point. I think after the opinion comes out from the court, they're gonna have more to work on, on why the court thinks that this is unconstitutional, what are the reasons behind they struck it down. Because once they have the court's opinion, they can like work on it again to try and push it through the Senate. I'm not sure if it'll happen this year again, but I think if I think if they reference the court opinion and kind of work to more together within the three branches on it, that they'll try and reintroduce it at some point. I'm sure this is gonna just so it's gonna continue being a contentious issue in the essay until it's done. All right. Well, Lauren, thanks so much for your reporting and for being on today. Of course. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with more news next week. Gang to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Sarah Sachs.